0: are listening to the collaborative couch with Lori maynard and shannon tibbets members of the creative compass collaborative where we intend to bring joy forward all right we should be good both on facebook and um, we are recording this so hopefully uh, we can catch it later on Uh, So I am Shannon Tibbetts, I'm co-founder of the Creative Compass Collaborative, and I have my co-founder with me, uh, Lori Maynard, and then we've invited the fabulous Lisa Fontanella, um, award-winning author, this is going to be a long show, guys, Um, (laughs) award-winning author um, of a fabulous children's book that uh, my nine-year-old happens to love. I wanted to start a little bit. Um, first, welcome everybody, and I wanted to start with Lisa. Just say welcome and tell
1: us a little bit about yourself um, and, uh, and why we asked you her here today. Oh, awesome! Thanks so much, and I really appreciate it. And the fabulous just made my whole day. Um, so, yeah, Lisa Fontanella, and um, children's book author, and I've been in sort of the holistic thing for a really, really long time. Um, been a Reiki master for 28 years so energy has been sort of my jam for quite some time. I do aura and chakra scans. uh, I design uh, jewelry using gemstones. And so the gemstones and the rocks have been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, I would bring home rocks of varying shapes and sizes and dirty, clean, it made no difference. And I just loved the feel of them, I loved, all things about them. It wasn't until many years later that I clued into the fact and learned that uh, there's energy and what that is. And each stone sort of has its own personality, if you will, and what that was all about. And it was like the world just opened up for me. So something I innately knew as a little person, it made sense as a big person with that. So the writing a children's book, designing gemstone jewelry, anything to do with rocks, it just seems to be something that just really appeals to me. And I'm honored to be here today with my beats.
0: (laughs) Well, we are uh, glad to have you. I wanna say hi, Jason, for joining us, appreciate that. if you guys have questions, if you're joining us either on Zoom, um, on the webinar, or if you're on Facebook, we have both of the things going. So if we seem a little distracted, it's just because we are. <laughs> let's be real. Um, yeah, let's be real. Um, so we have both of those things going. Please feel free to chime in uh, if you are uh, wanting to pop in and ask questions or share stories or anything like that, do that. If we miss it during the actual live call, we will get back to it afterwards um, and check. Um, I We're talking kind of about all things rocks and crystals and gemstones and everything, but I thought it would be fun to start with um, how we actually met Lisa. It's kind of a fun story. Um, well, I, could, I think it's fun, but, but um, So Lori and I went on an adventure basically one day, and it was, uh, in fact, our first little excursion that we took together (laughs) out of the office and trying to plan um, all the things that we were doing, and we went uh, to a a big event, essentially, and we were walking around and checking out all the stuff, and we saw this table uh, with this very bubbly personality um, and all of these beautiful gemstones on the table, and... We saw the book standing up, and so we immediately went over and uh, For those of you who don't know, Laurie is also an author um and just because I want to be in the club, I'm writing a book right now that maybe someday will be published, <laughs> so who knows um but we went up to the table and just said, "Hey, um," and we had an amazing conversation. Of course, we bought some stuff because you know they're crystals, and we had to buy some um, and walked away with some prizes Uh, but more importantly we walked away with a new friend and collaborator and that one little um, instant you know connection or whatever that happened there um, brought us to Lisa actually collaborates with us she does her own um, courses she has courses on our academy site which which actually just launched which is super cool so we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought that was really neat that it was just for whatever reason, we just kind of happened to see this thing or like, oh, yeah, let's go check it out. And then here we go. We meet Lisa. So I thought that was a fun, um, little story to share. I'm curious, Lisa, what,
1: if, what your feeling was on that reaction on that meeting too, if it was similar or. Well, it was neat because I, the conversation that we had, we kind of went all over the place, which was lovely. And I've heard a lot of people come up to the table and it's like, oh, I'll take your card. We'll be in touch. And it's like, oh, yeah. And it's kind of like friends. Oh, yeah, we got to get together. And then we don't. You guys called. You emailed. It was like, hello. And I thought I was glad of that because there was really a connection. What I try to achieve in my life is to support children and adults through community, through information, whether it's gemstones or jewelry or whatever it happens to be and the sort of the mantra and the belief that you guys have for what you were putting together for the collaborative was exactly what I was looking for so it was definitely a win-win for both of us I think and we had fun too we laughed a lot we did and we do every time uh
0: (laughs) Lisa also comes down um well, we've obviously all are on a little bit of a hiatus right now with our in-person events, which is kind of why we're doing these this way. But um, Lisa was coming down and participating in some of our local events as well. And so we're kind of taking her on some tours of of our little uh, beautiful spot in the world over here near the beaches and and things like that. Um, But it's, we, it was like, I I kind of feel like uh, we all kind of found each other because we all want to kind of play and have some fun during this stage of our life, I think. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, And we're all kind of healing. Lori, what were you going to say?
2: I just wanted to add, uh, Lisa, when we met you, there was a room full of hundreds and hundreds of um, people and practitioners all doing a variety of things. Um, But we could feel you being very different. So not only was your personality bubbly and what you were offering super awesome, (laughs) um, it just felt different. And so when you helped me pick out my gems that made sense for what I was going through at the time, just the way you connected and, and what you animated uh, was awesome also, so just oh, wanted to share that.
1: Thank you, thank you. I think what the three of us bring is an integrity and not that anybody else is bad, I'm not saying that, but I think our heart really sings when we are truly helping people be their best selves, whether it's me with, kids or doing aura scans with adults whatever that happens to be um and i think through the collaborative and the academy with the courses that we're going to be offering mm-hmm. I, I think we're really living that mission that we have which is pretty exciting for me
0: yeah absolutely i, I feel the same way um we're, i've been busier now everybody else is slowing down i've been busier the last uh three weeks i think than i've been in a while just kind of creating it gave, gave uh, I think, both Lori and I specifically have a little bit of a push <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to get some yes. stuff going a little bit. Um, let's um, take a pause and talk about your book and how that connected to gem- Gemstones. Um, if you can show people what that is. It's for kids, but it's also um, informative. It's kind of cool uh, thing. And I know you also go into schools and you do things. So tell us just a little bit about the book
1: how it came about and and what you're doing to bring it out to the world so here's the book she turned one year on the thirty first march 31st it's crystal's quest an adventure into the world of gemstones and how this came about was again as i said i loved rocks as a kid and as an adult i would go to rock and gem shows and there would be little wee people from like little wee people, all the way up to teenagers. And I loved just watching the looks on their faces when they would spot something and their face would light up and they would go and they would grab it. And then not too long after uh, a big show that I went to, um, I happened to catch a part of a TV show. And the topic was what the kids are facing now. And some of the challenges, bullying, cyberbullying, um, peer pressure, all of those types of things. And some of the stories it made me cry, quite frankly. So the book initially was gonna be something very different. And what I decided was I was going to take what I knew about gemstones and the properties of gemstones and have the, the book also be about life lessons for kids, to give them actual tools they can use to help them sort out some things in their life. I also wanted it to have an educational component. So the end of each chapter, there's six chapters, each chapter features a different gemstone. And there's the properties of the gemstones within the actual chapter. But the last page, it's the geology, the geography, and the history of that gemstone. I wanted it to have be grounded in the science piece of it and the metaphysical piece of it because they, they're both all part of the same thing. So I really wanted it to have an educational component to that. Um, I'll flip through a little bit. My, I have a graphic designer and an illustrator that did a fantastic job with this. I said to them, this is my dream, this is my vision, go forth and create. And they did. They came back even more so than what I could imagine. So I'm very, very grateful. Uh, They've signed on for book two, whenever that's going to be. I've got some ideas already for some of the characters. Um, And it's been interesting hearing the feedback from the kids. the adults, grandparents, aunts, uncles, because it really resonates with them. So yeah, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun being out and talking to the kids and kind of getting their feedback. Um, <clears throat> the book is definitely for boys and girls. In fact, some of the first reviews that I ever got were from boys that said, absolutely love the book. They love the science of it. They love There's a lot of humor in the book. Uh, there's a beagle named Noodle, and Noodle is the comic relief for everything. So it's, I, I wanted it to be educational, informational, touch people's hearts, but not preaching. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted, Noodle kind of comes through the stories uh, to add a little bit of the comic relief to it. Yeah, and I, I think That's you... A lot of
0: underwrite. <laughs> I'm not a you know a, a critic, but I, I think you hit the nail on the head with all of those. Mm-hmm. I love... That it um, that it is grounded in in science and and that starts from that s- space, uh, but then it also I think touches on what Lori and I see a lot, which is you know and I'm sure you do as well, which is just um, kids who are kind of struggling and don't know what to do with those emotions and don't know how to react. And uh, there's a lot coming. I mean, look at the world we're in right now. There's a lot that these kids have to deal with, um, and this book gives them characters to grab onto, um, that, you know, have um, a high value system and it gives them places to go with that. Lori, do you want to talk about that a little bit from the psychology standpoint?
2: Yeah. Um, in my work, I'm, I, I do psychology, but my background is in holistic counseling. So, um, I'm familiar with how the mind body and the energy of things kind of come together in with people. And I'm just finding that the kids are just so much more open to what you're offering. Um, You know, they hear a lot about psychology stuff, um, but this this new way of understanding the energy piece and how to connect the two—that's something that they really light up on. So you're really touching on something that I think um, I think we need right now.
1: No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's it. (laughs) I just it breaks my heart to to think of a kid that's struggling, that doesn't have the tools. Um, it just, it breaks my heart. And the good thing about gemstones in particular is there's such a wide range of prices. You can get something for a buck or a thousand or everything in between. And so it's not elite. In other words, it's not just for if you've got a, a good chunk of change, you can, if you have an extra buck, you can pick up an amethyst which is an all-around healing stone hanging on to this little puppy will calm you right down and so it doesn't have to be woohooey. it doesn't have to be um, expensive it can just be something that kids and adults can have as a tool particularly now well and i think there's something to be said too um jumpstones
0: are just fun so even if you're somebody who maybe doesn't necessarily, and excuse my, um, I have a sinus infection, so excuse my the way I sound right now. Um, it, it, even if you don't necessarily have an understanding or a belief in, you know, I'm gonna hold on to this rock and I'm gonna feel better. There's um, a lot of science and there's a lot of psychology that goes with the the idea that if you believe in something, it's gonna help to manifest that thing so um there's a lot to be said about you know you can uh, i i mean i was playing earlier i mean this is a blue rock the first time i ever saw a blue rock like an actual like i was in a space and saw a blue rock and i went what, what the heck is this this is a this is a rock that is blue and it is an actual thing in the world somebody didn't paint this it is a rock that is blue i was all in i was like all right what else do we have out there, right, because there's, and that's it, I've been, I've been putting rocks in my pocket since I was a little kid, and I still have no idea how many bajillions of different types of rocks in there, and I still walk, my husband may think, thinks I'm a little bit crazy, but, you know, I can walk around and, and look at all these different things, and so it's just fun, it's fun to access them, and look at, and, you know, discover, and to dig up, and mine, and go actually on a hike with a, with a little hammer, and knock something off a rock. I mean, it's cool to do that kind of stuff. And you can do that as a family. You can get everybody involved. And at the same time, you're, you know, learning about the properties of this particular rock. You're also out and exercising and hiking and digging and communicating about it and, you know, sharing this thing. So it has so many different aspects to it. It's not just I'm going to walk around a table and select a rock. There's so many things that go with that. And that's one of the things I like about it is just because it's, it's fun and has this added aspect to it.
1: And the neat thing is too, is I like what you're saying about going out because I think people get caught up with, here's a rock, I have to know what it says. So they go into the, the books and I have bajillions of books, of crystal books. So I'm not knocking them at all. But I encourage people not to get caught up with the, I have a rock and I like it, but I don't know what it is. So it's not as much of a value. I come at things a little bit differently. I come at it with the energy of the rock. So if I'm outside and I see a rock and I like this rock, I am picking up the rock. Do I know what it is? Maybe, maybe not. I shouldn't care what it is. If it feels good and I'm drawn to it, that's the perfect rock for me. It doesn't matter what its name is or any of that stuff. And I think it's exciting to know if you into reading in the books about what the properties are, which is great. But I think sometimes that can sometimes get in the way actually of just enjoying a rock. It doesn't really matter what the name is. It matters that it's resonating on an energy level. When I believe rocks pick us, quite frankly. <clears throat> we can say as much as we want that I'm going to pick up a rock. But truthfully, the rock is yelling, "Ps! over here, over here, pick me, pick me, pick me. And so that's the one. It's the energy that we're exchanging. We are really in relationship, in energy relationship the energy of the rock and the energy of where I'm at, at that moment in time. So what you're saying, Shannon, about going out and just exploring and playing and and picking up a rock just because it feels like it's supposed to be in your pocket, that's awesome. And that's open for everybody. There's, again, it's not an elite type of thing so you have the option you can go and pick out rocks on the internet you can go into rock shops you can do all of those things um but mother earth is mother earth and she's going to give you some really good energies based on what you're walking out and you see a rock in your driveway one of the best rocks and i don't actually have it in this room was a rock that somebody gave me. It's pure white. It's not selenite or anything like that. I have no idea what it is. She says, I saw this rock and I thought of you. And she gave me this rock and it's awesome. But I, when especially when I first started out learning about rocks and gems, I was so anal that I needed to know what this rock was and the deep, you know, all of the ins and the outs of it. but at the end of the day, it's the energies. So, yeah, I, and go out and play with that. That's a lot of fun. Exactly.
0: Laura, do you want to talk about the actual energy? and? The, the-
2: yeah. Um, I was thinking as you were talking, uh, Lisa, that we talk about the placebo effect. And, and, you know, medicine or medical personnel sometimes think of that as something imagined. Um, but really, the placebo effect is energy. So you're right, whether you can name it or not you're still getting the uh, benefit of connecting with it in that way. And it is a relationship um, energetically, you can't escape from that. Um, and I didn't understand this about gems and I, I know I've been in this field for a while, but um, I always had trouble with, how do you know what the properties are and who decided, you know, what rocks mean, what things. And I remember uh, Neil deGrasse was talking on one of his wonderful talks about physics and he was talking about color and how, different shades of color are really different rates of speed and so if that's the case and we're the receptor of that does that not play into how crystals resonate and how we pick up on those too mm-hmm. so not only is there a color involved in the crystals but they're also living and animating and so are we so who knows how we're um, connecting exactly but it's a very real live action thing which i think is very cool
1: <laughs> it is its I love it when there's rocks that are so powerful and powerful for me. I'm going to give you an example. and I'm actually going to show it. So this is an orange calcite rock. When I was writing Crystal's Quest and I had a moment of, okay, I have nothing in my head and nothing on my computer screen. This is not good. And I picked up this rock. And I put it in my hand, and it was like this rush of energy, this creative energy flew through my body. And I thought, if I ever doubted energy in a rock, this was what showed me. It was phenomenal. And orange calcite, creativity. So needless to say, I put my rock down and went to my computer and finished a chapter. So all rocks are a little bit different. Uh, One rock I really do want to talk about is one that I recommend. It's actually in the book, but I recommend it to people, particularly now. Uh, This is a rock of protection. It's a rock of grounding with all of the energies that we've got going on in the world. Whether you're a highly sensitive person or not, you're still feeling the vibration of it. So the rock I'm going to show you, this is black tourmaline. And if I can pick any rock for anybody at this point, this would be the rock I would choose. Because it's for protection. It's with all of the stuff that's coming at us. And we're taking that all in, whether we're watching the news or we're not, just on a pure energy level, we're getting bombarded with all of this stuff. This rock is the one, again, I would pick, if I could pick one, this is it. Because what it can do is it's like, I, I like to look at it as it's like a bubble. So if there's any Star Trek fans out there, it's like the force field. Or, or <laughs> thank Lori, or if you are a Wizard of Oz fan, remember Glenda the Good Witch always had the bubble around her? Same kind of thing. It's just going to do a little bit for protection um, to help keep us grounded and protected in a, in a very challenging time that we're living in. I have some of that at home. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a lot of that, actually. Actually, uh, that's why I was very specific about putting it in the book. Yeah, yeah. Because and when I sell the book, um, whether it's in person or on my website, you can also get the packet of gemstones Uh, because I really wanted to make sure that that would potentially be something that the kids could actually wrap their little hands around. Right. And I love that you focus
0: too on, um, you know, the affordability factor, like even the course that you have up on the site right now, um, your first course, yay, (laughs) Um, was, I know that was important to you to put something out there, um, especially now that was going to speak to the people who are really counting where they're spending their money. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk a little bit about how that factors in to, you know, you it, it can talk a little bit of, I guess, tell us a little bit about the course itself, but also why that's something that um, you're always
1: factoring in when you're doing these things. The course is sort of an amalgamation of a lot of things that I've learned over the years. So there's an area on gemstones, There's one on aromatherapy, and then I did a little bit on gratitude. And I'm a firm believer. I'm a very practical kind of gal. And anything that seems elitist, I have trouble with that, I'll be honest. I want whatever to be available to anyone. And as I said about gemstones, you can pick them up for a buck. That's important to me because If there's someone out there who's just thinking, yeah, I'm kind of interested in this gemstone stuff. But like you said, I don't have a lot of money and it's an issue right now. I want people to know that if you have an extra dollar, you can get a gemstone, extra $2, $5, whatever it is that's in your comfort zone for there. You can still get the benefit of that. And I think it's important, and I did this with the aromatherapy part of it too, is to make sure that anything that's in my course, someone could purchase for a little amount of money. So for aromatherapy, for example, I went through and double checked different online places to make sure that everything that I'm saying for the aromatherapy was $10 or under you only use a couple drops at a time. That's gonna last you a long time. Same thing for gemstones. So in the course, there's listing of gemstones, the shapes of gemstones, uh, healing properties of gemstones, gemstones for your career, for positive uh, life changes. So I kind of came at it from many, many different angles for that. I also put in the history and the history goes back to different civilizations over however many years to say that this gemstone was used, this gemstone was used. That's Um, a great story. The one that I use actually in the book. Yeah, well it is, it is, because I think people think that the gemstone thing is new. So in the book, I actually put in there that Cleopatra always Mm -hmm. wore chrysocola, because chrysocola, helps with calming people down. And Cleopatra had warring factions and she was the peacekeeper, she was the mediator. And so every time she wore anything, she had Chrysocola. So there's pages and pages of different history, uh, Native American, like all over the world. Um, And I thought that was important to put that in there so people can realize that they've been around for a long time. They should be accessible to everybody.
0: No, absolutely. And and that's something, too, um, when Laura and I were putting together the Living in Charge uh, program, the membership program that we did, that we spent a lot of time kind of going back and forth on how we wanted that to be because there's so much out there that is it, we wanted it to be something. There's so many people that need what we're offering that we wanted it to be something that wasn't going to stop people from doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it needed to be at a price point that would get people in because there's so, um, there's so much going on, I think just in general as a society that we don't know how to handle most of that. Um, and we don't stop long enough. I think right now what's happening is actually an interesting kind of dynamic because there's a lot of people that are being forced to stop. We talked about it a little bit in the last episode about, um, you know, the, the addiction to being busy and, and the, that forced slowdown. And I think what's happening now is we're starting to see um, people seeing things differently because now they're slowing down. Um, and so that's something that, that doesn't, it doesn't require a global shutdown, you know, to get there um but it does require looking at it a little bit differently and and, uh, gathering more information and having a support system and that I think that was the other thing Um, and that's what I love so much about what we're doing with the collaborative and everybody's part in it is that it's um it's not an individual thing we're all coming together to provide this community support because we all feel that each individual person that comes to be a part of this whether they're you know, in our Facebook group for five seconds or whether they're in a program with us, we want them to feel like that's a place for them to be and to just be themselves and to, you know, it's a safe space, they can ask questions, they can, you know, they can challenge. It's not, even though we say bringing joy forward in our group, it's it's not specifically, that's all we're doing is talking about joy. We're talking about, you know, all of the shadowy things too, um, because that's life and that's how we have to get through it. Um, and what i what I love about all of this is that we're all kind of coming ac- across it from that standpoint of keeping it affordable, uh, providing high value um, and trying to do it in a fun way, which is you know which is interesting when we can because there are some things that we have to do. I think of the three of us on this panel right here, Lori has to deal with a lot more of the heavy <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, so I wanted to take a second and actually. Talk about that um, in the heavy because it's in, in terms of even just the, the crystals and the gemstones and what we're talking about, um, it's whatever works for that person and, and how to find different ways. So, if you could talk about that a little bit um, and how to help people find that space and what works for them and how to
1: work that in.
2: Yes. Um... In terms of gemstones, I have a, you can't see it here, but there's a little shelf next to my chair and I have uh, a few stones there that I can hold in my hand. So if I'm in a particularly stressful session where someone's really having um, a moment, uh, sometimes it triggers me. If it's a, something I've been through before, I could also be having a moment with them, although I'm not the one sharing. Um, so I'll grab, it's a, it's a rose tourmaline, has, Little flecks of pink in there, or pink tourmaline, I'm sorry. And that um, is supposed to help with like guilt issues. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hold on to this because I'm resonating with whatever this person is kind of going through as a mom or, or whatnot. Um, or I have the, the black tourmaline also in case they're just in a very negative space and I don't wanna take that on. Um, so it's just having a nice little arsenal next to me that's quiet. I can kind of hold them in my hands and um, it does help me balance. Um, which is part of how you help other people balance. Um, so I think, Shannon, you are talking about the shutdown. People energetically are now shifting. Um, there's some higher stress, finances and things um, that are going on, uh, but they have to slow down and we have to kind of rethink because what, what was working isn't working anymore. Um, so the energy globally is shifting, which I'm curious how that will play out in the crystal world because it is a relationship. So I'm just curious how that's going to go as an open question. Um, I did have a question for you, Lisa. Does size actually matter? Because if I cannot afford you know, a big gem and just have a small little piece uh, that I might put in my pocket or my purse, do I still get the, the, the same benefit?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The beauty of gemstones is it's about the energy. So, when people are coming, say, to my table, if I'm at a, a show, and they're like, well, which gemstone's the best for me? I will give them a couple of tips. The first tip I always ask them is, are you right? Hand, where does your dominant hand, you know, which hand do you write with? And they'd say, okay, my right. I said, so you're going pick to your, pick the gemstone with your left hand. And they're like, what? It's because we look, we're trained. It's big, it's shiny, it's pretty. That's gotta be the gemstone for me. But in truth, if we go back to our energy relationship, maybe it's that little small, misshapen, not quite as sparkly one is the perfect one. So by doing it with your non-dominant hand and you're picking. What you're doing is you're bypassing our editor. So when we have our dominant hand, so I'll use writing as an example. We're taught we've it's gotta be perfect, we have to have a comma, there's gotta be, oh, you gotta have a capital letter. So the editor is over here judging. If we choose with our non-dominant hand, the editor's over here yakking away, but our true connection will come through our non-dominant hand. And so if you're going and you're picking up the littlest, not as pretty one, that's one way to kind of ensure that you've bypassed all of the judgment piece of it, and you're actually going for the one that works. Some of the most powerful gemstones that I've had are little chips, like the little itty bitty chips. So size does not matter. It's really just the energy in that relationship. That's a great question because I get that a lot. It's like so that people look at the big ginormous ones and they may be pretty, but I always ask them, does this make sense for you? Some people get stuck. So they may have a gemstone and they may have three. And it's like, well, which one do I pick? So what I suggest is if they have another person with them, it's better. So if I wasn't sure, I could close my eyes and hold out my hand, the other person would put the gemstone on my hand, I would kind of zone in with my eyes closed, how does that feel? And I would tell the person, yes, maybe, nah. Mm -hmm. Then they would put another gemstone, again with my eyes closed, how does that feel? And I would go through the process, and then what ends up happening is at the end of it all, the one that they said yes to, that's the one. That's the perfect one for them. It takes practice to be able to do that kind of on your own, but if you do it with pick your gemstone with your non-dominant hand, um, you should be good to go.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna chime in to um, the, the intuitive part of it. I think it's like you said, is the most important part in that um, I think that question is, it doesn't have one answer. It has many answers depending on the situation too, because um, it's all individual. And I do personally believe that gemstones um, have a shelf life um, because I think they can give off their energy to a point um, where that energy uh, transmits to something or someone else. And that particular gemstone maybe doesn't have that much energy to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll soak it up or, you know, that type of thing. I do think that happens. Um, the way that you can kind of see this too, is you can go, uh, you know, like if Lisa had a table out, for example, with 10 different uh, pieces of rose quartz, say, you can kind of guide your hand over that and you can see what, feels different to you and each, they may all be the same size, but they're all going to have a different, um, energy to them. Um, and I think that's important because it, it, it's just like anything else. Everything in the entire existence of everything has its own little energy signature to it. And it it's, you take that and then you combine that energy with the way all of the energies are interacting with each other. That's a whole nother thing going on. So now you're putting all these things together, um, and we forget the most important part of the whole equation, which is us. And we have to trust in ourselves to know what's right for us sometimes. And I think that's a part that always gets lost. You go and you want, you know, which one is right for me right now? Because we're so used to, you know, this quick world. We get an answer in two seconds, we can just ask, you know, our phone and we'll get an answer on something in two minutes, and we don't have to actually stop and be in that space and use that time. And that's all comes back to that whole time thing. If we are forced to slow down, then we we can't do all the things, then we start thinking a little bit more. Um, But, so I'm kind of challenging everyone each week as we do this, is to intentionally choose to slow down it doesn't mean you're slowing down all of the things. It just means you're being more aware. You want to add more awareness into your life, um, and then you want to add a little bit of trust in your own intuition, in your own feeling as as you're kind of going through and experiencing things. Because you will feel it. You will notice it. Your body will change. Um, you will get. You know, people talk about goosebumps and things like that. That's energy that you're feeling too. Um, so I think it's important to not. Um, have one, you know, end all be all for it all. Like, you know, I, I don't want anybody to leave any of our uh, discussions and say, I have to go and pick a crystal with my non-dominant hand. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the me- the message for today. That's not what, uh, that's not what Lisa's trying to tell you. Um, she's giving you a pathway to let go of your ego and your brain. Who's trying to find all of those solutions um, in going forward. So Try to, um, you know, that's the little tip is to try to put yourself, this is what I always do, put yourself in the mind of a small child, which for me is very easy because I pretty much been there all the time, but put yourself in the mind of a small child and ask different questions and, um, use the words no and yes, you know, without fear Um, of something else and investigate you know pretend you're that little that little kid who wants to know all the answers and investigate and start going back to doing that and not relying on another person to say this is how it is there's plenty of people out there to guide you and I feel like that's what we're doing is we're guiding people that's why none of us use the word teacher because that's not our role we're guiding people along their own personal journey and giving them more tools to go, you know, explore. And why not explore with crystals? Because they're shiny. <laughs> right? Anyway, a soapbox. Off soapbox. I'm going to need a sign for when I get on my soapbox.
1: <laughs> I think overall, for me, the all of all the years that I've been doing crystals is they give me joy. They give me what I need, sometimes when I didn't even know I needed it and it, it's funny but you were talking about the energies changing in the crystal and Lori, you were talking about with clients <clears throat> years ago i used to be a counselor for at-risk teenagers and in my office i had a very large smoky quartz crystal and it was just on my it was just on the little table there i didn't bring attention to it i didn't say anything and every single time the teen would come in and grab onto it throughout the whole time we chatted. Then they would let it go. But what it did was it just took the energy because they were stressed. They were going through stuff and it just kind of brought the energy and my energy down too. I looked everywhere for that crystal today. Apparently, it wasn't supposed to be around and I laughed at it because there have been times where a crystal, it, it seems like it's right there and then it's not. And then a year, two years later I'll find it and it's like a homecoming. But then there's other crystals that, that need to just be away for a while. So it's quite fascinating on an energy level because our energies change all the time. And how the crystals will resonate one day and maybe not two weeks from now and that's okay. They're still there for us. It's just that at that moment in time, we don't need them that specifically. So it's, it's quite fascinating. I'm just, even after all these years, I'm just kind of blown away by the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. um, The life that they can bring to you, uh, Mm -hmm. the energy that comes through, um, and it does shift. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the intuitive side. Like, how do you Kind of know, um, in my experience, I sometimes I do feel it energetically. I'll feel like a little bit of a tingle either in my hand or, you know, in my heart. Uh, but not always. Sometimes it's just a little bit of an um, emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like Shannon, it's just shiny. It, the 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 what was it? The pink tourmaline that I found. I just thought it was pretty, and then when I read up on it later, it made sense. Um, mm-hmm. As a mom, I end up with guilt and all of those Mm -hmm. things that I could have done differently and didn't and whatnot. And that was a struggle for me that day. And I just happened to pick the right one to match Mm -hmm. kind of what I was experiencing at the time. So I guess I'm just pointing out that it may not be a strong feeling. Um, It could just be what you notice, like on the beach or in the woods, just that thing that stands out and you just need to kind of hold it or bring it with you. and I was thinking about what you said before, that even just a fleck is, is enough energy. So who knows what's embedded in that stone um, as it formed. So mm-hmm. just go with what, what feels nice or looks nice or just emotionally, whatever, what you connect with. Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is, is I like I said, I believe they choose us. So that kind of takes some of the pressure off because you can't do it wrong you're being chosen what what it is is an awareness if something looks stands out or it's it just feels in that area there's no wrong that's the beauty of this thing you can't screw it up which is why i like it so much because it can just be that gemstone saying hey lisa over here over here you can't screw it up just to go with it and have fun with it. I think that's an, another thing that we need right now too, is to, there's a lot of pressures, but looking, walking around and checking out rocks and sticks and leaves and everything else, that's not pressure, that's fun. Um, and Shannon, I like what you said about being the little kid, because I believe, and I've seen this at rock and gem shows, kids just gravitate to it. They don't ask what book do I look in before I go over and I grab this thing? Uh-uh. They just go, and there they are. And they've grabbed whichever one that they want. So it's just remembering we don't have to make it hard. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be joyful.
0: Yep, absolutely. And and the aspect of this that um, I don't want it to be overlooked is just it's Whatever reason you're drawn to crystals in whatever capacity, whether it be you that's drawn to it, or maybe you're watching this and you've noticed your kids doing this, or you've, you know, you're a boy mom and you have rocks in your dryer all the time, um, you know, it's it's providing a comfort in some capacity. You know, it's not it's not just joy, it's uh, it's a comfort and it's a connection to the earth. Um, that's being provided by by this in a lot of cases free item because you can get really beautiful stuff just walking out on the beach or in the woods or whatever so you don't have to even spend a, a dime on on it um, you can go to flea markets and you know the kids can spend a dollar and get a whole pile of stuff um, it's pretty neat but it, it's it's giving them something that allows them to sort through Uh, emotional things that they have so they can apply that to this and that's what the book does really well is it applies situations and feelings and emotions and gives them a an idea of what to do and how to handle that and and you know where to get some comfort in that so it's it's a practical thing that you can do even if none of it really makes sense if it's if you're gravitating towards it just go with it. Why not? I mean, you, you go eat ice cream because you want to eat ice cream. You don't question any of that. You just go do it. Um, uh, apply that to, you know, to anything really, if you're getting that, you know, um, I don't want to keep using the, the word comfort, but if you're getting that stability from that, for whatever reason,
1: um, uh, then just go with it. Exactly. One of the things I wanna talk a little bit about, um, as I remember, is because we can't go to a flea market. We can't, right now, Right now, things are limited. So that's gonna change, it's all gonna be good. But, um, you can buy online. And I'm gonna tell you a trick to buy online. um, Because you're not gonna be able to touch really and feel. But what I do is I'll ask the question, okay, what do I need today? And I'll just ask the question and then I will go on to a shopping site or a gem site or whatever. And what the interesting thing is, is what I find is the gems will, the ones that choose me, the ad seems bigger or it's brighter or something. There's something because I've asked the question, what do I need? And I'm putting out there, and my answer is coming through on my computer screen. Again, it doesn't have to be hard. So I ask the question, what do I need? I scroll, I scroll, I scroll. Oh, that one. So even though we're kind of in the situation we're in right now, if you have an interest in gemstones, and it's something that you're wanting to really kind of check out, um you can still do this on an energy level looks a little different but you can still set that intention on an energy level and then do the scrolling and just see what kind of jumps at you what what listing speaks to you and just pay attention to that because that's really going to give you an opportunity if you're wanting to play a little bit with gemstones to do that in our current situation until things lift, and then where you can able to do that in person. So it's just a way that it, it it doesn't have to be a waiting game. It's something that you can do now.
0: Absolutely. That's a good point. Um, we've only got a, a couple minutes left. So I just wanted to wrap up with, uh, I know
1: you're running a deal, some kind of a special thing right now. I am. So the title of my class um, is Spiritual Living for Any Budget. Um, because truly, it's like what we've been talking about. Everybody should have access to this information. It's gemstones, aromatherapy, and a bit on gratitude. So the special till the end of April, gets $10 off. The class normally is $30, so it would be $20. Um, there's a code. It's spiritual10cc, C, all lowercase. Um, and you use that at the checkout and you will get your discount. And we'll go ahead and drop that in the
0: uh, in the Facebook comments as well. Okay. So that you don't have to go looking for it. Um, yep, you can definitely do that. Yep, and we'll drop the uh, the, the link in and the and the coupon code in there so that you can go ahead and, and get that. Um, that and then uh, Lori and I actually also have a coupon code. Um, we have last week's webinar, if you missed it, um, I will drop the link in, in there for that as well. And that webinar is available to watch. It's a free course basically that we put on our site. And then at the end of that, you will get a coupon code that will give you uh, $20 off our membership course, which is already the low, low price of $45. Um, so you get that for $25 a month and it comes with a, a whole bunch of stuff. Lori and I have been doing a lot over the last uh, about six months and um, and before we say goodbye, I would like, um, Laura, you want to just tell them a little bit about what Living in Charge actually is so they can be excited?
2: <laughs> yeah, this is a, a membership program that we're promoting through our class site and it has a library of information that we've been building. Um, I'm gonna be front-loading a lot in the next week or so. So it'll grow, in a, it'll grow quite a bit right now. Um, and we're, we're trying to, to support people in, in their journey through, our library of uh, information. We also have a membership uh, Facebook group that you can come in and, and be with other classmates, other people that are in the the same journey. Um, and then we're going to go live once or twice a month uh, to talk about our journey and how we're moving and living in charge, uh, so that we're all in this together uh, and we can kind of grow and learn and discover things as we go.
0: Fun! It's our own little adventure. I love mm-hmm. it.
2: Um,
0: Lisa, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. It's always fun. It (laughs) is. I really appreciate the
1: invite. You guys are awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) We love it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop our Facebook stream. Thank you guys all so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, we'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to The Collaborative Couch with Laurie Maynard and Shannon Tibbets. For more adventures, visit bringjoyforward.com.